I had a person on my show one time who told me about these amazing women that are doing amazing work <laughs> and for the, you know, get people into the government, the laws and whatnot. And that was Miss Natasha. Shout out to her. She was on my show for about six months. And I was like, I didn't even know who these girls are. They, they're crushing it out here. They're doing big things <laughs> on live shows. I, I need to be down. Like, you know, like Brandy, the old school. I want to be down. Like, I want to know what they <laughs> So the next voices you'll hear is Miss Sammy and Miss Maddie. And we can't wait to hear about their podcast and what big things they're doing out here. The No Picks After Dark podcast is fueled by Zeke's Coffee. Have you tried their coffee yet? I'm telling you, there's something different about it. Maybe it's because they roast their beans in a fluid coffee roaster, which provides the most accurate roasting temperatures and made with love. You will just have to check it out for yourself and try their delicious food while you're at it. Open now for curbside service, online ordering, carry out, and they also do wholesale. Visit Zeke's Coffee at 4719 Hartford Road. Open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sunday, 8 to 5 p.m kitchen closes at 3 p.m. or visit zeekscoffee.com and you too can be filled by zeeks welcome to the no picks after dark podcast i'm your host aaron dante we have an amazing show for you folks i'm so excited to have these guests on i've been i i, I reneged one time i something happened i must have flicked out but it was amazing <laughs> so i gotta make it happen miss sammy miss maddie what's up how you guys doing good we're so excited to be here we chatted. so excited Oh, it's I mean, been a like long time said, coming. Long time coming. And long also, time. like the best connection ever. Mm-hmm. AKA yes. Natasha, who <laughs> like has her hearts, is like one of our favorite people. So yes. we love when all the friends come together. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Here Shout we are. out. Shout out to Natasha. Cuse, Cuse alum. That's what we are, Cuse people. Um, <laughs> tell people a little bit about your podcast. Tell them about the name, how it came up. And then we'll talk a little bit about you guys. So it's, it's your, I tell people it's your show. I'm just going to be the people. I'm going to sit back and listen, but it's your show. Go ahead. Maddie, do you want to kick it off? I was going to say, I feel like you're, you're the founder. You got to get the founding story. Fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Well, we're Girl Only Up the podcast, and we are sort of an extension of our larger company, which is Girl on the Gov. And our mission is to rebrand politics and really make it accessible for young women. So millennials and Gen Z, when we mean accessible, we mean really starting with the basics and learning civics and learning all of the backstories. Some much of this stuff is so confusing and convoluted. And back in 2018, when I originally got the idea for Girl on the Gov, what I found was that a lot of people weren't registered to vote and no shame in the game, no shame in the game. We're trying to change it but yeah. no one feel embarrassed or anything. But in that research period, I really found that the reason people weren't registered, people weren't engaged was because it was too intimidating. They didn't feel like they knew enough from the jump to even know where to start. And so what we're really trying to do with the podcast, with our events and everything else that goes with that is break down each piece. So on our podcast, we bring on experts, elected officials, heads of organizations, candidates and whatnot. And we look at all of the many, many political topics out there. And we ask what we call our stupid questions, which are not (laughs) stupid, FYI, BT dubs, definitely not. But we feel stupid asking them or people feel like there's an association with that. And so we're trying to get rid of that taboo. Be like, we can ask questions. We're going to do it. We're going to learn. We're going to get engaged. And so that's really our mission. And we plan to, you know, continue taking it to the next level. And Maddie and I always joke that we're going to have a job for like a hundred million years because there are so <laughs> many political topics out there. Yeah. It's 
and nuances to every single one of them. So come on by, stop by, give us a listen. We'd yeah. love to have you. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I really do. I like I like hearing about that. So tell us a bit about you guys. I mean, you guys are on different coast. So yeah. I don't think people know about that. So tell us a bit about you guys and how you guys met. Oh, it's a funny story. Uh, well, like Sam said, she, you know, started growing the gov in New York City, um, originally an events-based company. And then, you know, come 2020, um, the notorious year where we went into a pandemic <laughs> and events can't happen. Um, you know, we actually connected over Instagram in July of 2020 when Sam kind of, you know, obviously these events couldn't happen. And so she kind of pivoted to digital channels and was on Instagram trying to build, you know, a following there. And I was one of the people she just like happened to follow. She was doing a little like follow for follow like mission, see who she can get. Um, and I was one of them. And I saw, you know, I went and looked at the account and I was like, wow, this is exactly what I feel like has been so needed for young people. And honestly, especially young women is that there's really not a relatable resource to learn about politics, to engage with politics and ultimately be politically active for young women. Um, and I've worked in politics and political campaigns um, over the past few years. And so, you know, during COVID and the lockdowns, I was unemployed and I was like connected with Sam and I was like, this is interesting. And I DM'd her and I said, Hey, I know this like is an events thing. Events can't happen. Like, have you thought of like making this mission a podcast? And she was like, um, no, but tell me more. And we hopped on the phone for about an hour and two strangers on opposite coasts. I'm in San Francisco. She's in New York City. Um, decided to do a podcast together. So pretty crazy. But here we are. We, you know, that's we're coming on like two years of one week initially connected, which is absolutely crazy. Wow. Um, and then we launched the podcast um, end of September, early October in 2020. So we're a little over a year now of having the podcast be launched and it's been really amazing. And we've had such great um, feedback and response and people have been like really needing this and we're just super stoked about all of that. So it's been a crazy journey, but super exciting. So Oh, sorry, go ahead. Let me hear this. You slid into her DMs. It was like, yo, I need yes. to I like yes. that. That's dope. That's like, hey, yes. what's up? I'm trying to be Shoot a your shot. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I, <laughs> I like it. Boy, yeah. It's honestly, it's such a funny thing too, because you really never know on social media who you're going to connect with. And mm -hmm. even if we had, you know, just connected, maybe had a few messages back and forth and like, oh, cool. I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. Like you still don't necessarily know it's going to go anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so I think we always crack up about the fact that we not only connected, hopped on a call, decided to do this, but it happened to work out that we have like banter together. We are yeah. now, like good friends and like it all just flowed we could have been two people that like connected had a similar vibe and then been like oh we suck at this together like you yeah know, you just totally know. it's really crazy like the whole just like stars aligned universe brought us together moment because it's like like she said like this could have gone so bad <laughs> but like in every facet from like friendship to you know recording and banter to making business decisions and building a business and a brand together like we work so well together, which is just bonkers. Like it's really crazy, but um, it, was just, a good time. it was a great time though. Yeah, for politics especially. Yes, That's totally. Fun. And like you guys talked about most in the beginning, a little bit about people didn't really vote; they were intimidated. Mm -hmm. Um, is that was 
one of the niches that like, did you quiz your friends before you guys started this podcast? And was like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? Did you, how'd you like come up with like the whole, like, you know, you, Maddie was like, let's do a pod. But like you, as you guys know, as podcasters, it's hard mm-hmm. from beginning to end. People only see the end product. Right. When you guys thought yeah. this, out, was it something like, let me, will this work? Or like, how'd you guys come together? It's like, well, this is a niche. We have something. There's a lot of like learning on the go for sure. Um, You know, I actually weirdly enough had like was helping my friend, my family friend with his podcast, like just a few months before I connected with Sam. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, before that had no type of like podcast or really even like journalism or media or like experience. I took a podcast class, my journalism minor in college and I was like it. And that was my (laughs) whole editing experience and everything. And once I kind of like worked with him for a little bit on his podcast, I, that was already just ingrained in my mind because that's what I was doing, you know, to kind of, you know, waste time during COVID was to help him with all of that. So then, you know, I connected with her and I immediately was like, I've always thought about how can we make a political resource for young people? And I've thought about it so much, like it being a podcast. And I've always had this weird pipe dream of having a podcast, potentially never thought it would actually happen. Um, but yeah, I would, it's, it's just like crazy how all of that lined up, you know, but a lot of learning as we go and oh yeah, even a lot still. of technical difficulties, even still, um, we have some funny stories for sure. We have a whole running list of things we're adding to, um, our book, tell all book one day. <laughs> uh, can, can, can you drop one with us? Can you drop one for us today? Oh, so what's your favorite one? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I mean, we've definitely had like the comical tech issues where in the middle of an interview or Wi-Fi is dropped, you know, the classic stuff that happens and you're like, oh my God, how do we fix it? We need to fix it now. We need to make sure the mm-hmm. guest is happy. Oh shit. Like, oh, is, are we allowed to curse? You good. We're ready to here. We're ready to I don't know. Thank goodness. Because every other word out of my mouth seems it's to always good. be a curse word. I don't know yeah. where I got it from. No, I, my mom. My mom's to blame. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me this great vocab, clearly. But I'm trying to think of our worst blooper. Honestly, I don't know if we have one that's so much more. Oh, we did have one where the recording was like totally dead. Oh, there's, yeah. Honestly, we definitely, a lot of those growing pains, I feel like we're, we're kind of out of at this point. We're still like the things we can't control, like the Wi Fi and all those things. But early on, there was. First of all, it's just interesting too if you go back. Like honestly, if you are checking out our podcast, as much as I love our baby first episodes, like they're not our best. They are not our best. Um, and so those are kind of like funny to like listen back on. And those alone are part of the list. But there was also moments where, or actually the first time Sam and I met, um, I came out to New York City and we planned to you know get together we rented out like just like a we work space like, it was just like an office and like in retrospect we're like why didn't we just like rent out a studio to record an episode in but instead i literally lugged my massive microphone like this is my small one like i have one that's huge it probably weighs like 15 20 pounds and i lugged two of them out to new york city in a suitcase and we brought it to the WeWork space and then tried to like do this in-person recording. We had a guest just zoom in, but like it was her and I's first time doing it together in person. And um, there was just like this weird moment where first of all, like we couldn't get the mics to work. So we had to like each use one. And then Sam's like headphones like weren't syncing up to like, you know how there's like the feedback where you can like hear the recording come through to your headphones. 
and hers was like not it was delayed so she, when she was trying to speak she was still hearing like her words from like a few seconds ago and so she so had this like crazy stutter and this guest for sure probably thought that like she something was wrong with this girl and then I even was like this is my first time meeting Sam I'm like who would, who did I just degrade it like start a podcast with like um I'm like I'm got really worried there for a second I was like is this normal or what's going on I was like Sam let's maybe like pause for a second let's check these these technical difficulties but that was one of them for sure that was like our first meeting our first like moment working together in person and I was like what did I get myself into here it was (laughs) was this girl and I remember having to like take my headphones off anytime I spoke because it would just totally trip me up I heard Mm -hmm. everything back I was so confused and I speak really quickly so that didn't help anything she sounded like she was underwater it was like (laughs) insane yeah I know I love I love hearing those stories because people think it's easy when you first start and it's like you have no idea. Like I remember I recorded a whole episode and it didn't record. And I was like mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for that to happen. Like I'm not trying to like manifest that or like from the universe. But every time every episode, I'm like, or even her and I, like when we, you know, do our intros one-on-one and then do like the top story segment of our podcast and like what if this like didn't record and we had to like whip up something to put into this intro and now we have to like how, what if we would have to redo that again or with a guest like, like would just be the biggest nightmare to have to like redo an interview with a guest and just be like hey actually sorry um don't even have that recording for you <laughs> it's half and I remember like I was like oh this is a great interview and I like he like they, like what I do now is like I actually hit play before you leave and I'm like let me make sure I hear this before they yeah because you can never get the guest back ever again you know, it's yeah. to reschedule and things of that nature. So that is an interesting story. It's funny because I, it's funny. I have I have studio mics, and I actually have traveling mics. Kind of like like mm-hmm. regular, like regular, like regular. This mic. is my traveling mic now. Like I, I didn't have this for, before, but see, yeah, see, that's you got to have a traveling mic because you realize the studio mics can't really move around like that. No, absolutely so, not. So it's huge. So yeah. let's talk about you guys living on different coasts. Mm-hmm. How do you maintain doing this podcast so well and keeping together? Because from the outside looking in, you guys have got a fine old machine going. It looks like you guys are rocking and rolling. And I'm I, I, I even take notes. I'm like, damn, they having events. They charging. <laughs> damn, like, look, what, what the hell am I doing wrong? But like, I mean, because I, I admire it. I really like. I really yes. want to come to some of your events in New York. I'm like trying to figure out my life schedule because I want to come and support. Yeah. Um, how are you guys managing it? You're three hours apart. Like, mm. like, does it like? How does it work? Well, yeah, Maddie wakes up question. really early, so that also. Helps. I don't really. She okay, she Maddie. thinks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I'm all over the place. Sometimes I wake up at six. Sometimes I wake up at nine. Like you just never know. But nonetheless, Sam, I don't know if you want to dive does, into this. It stuff. like helps because like I know that like. I mean, I'll like, I'm one of those people. Like, I wake up around like eight, and then I like dive into it. So I'm answering emails, doing stuff that like doesn't require Maddie to be awake in there for like, we just know we usually are just on the same wavelength. So I'm taking care of that stuff. And then by like 10, 11 East coast time, she's up and at him. So anything that came through or that we're working on, I run through with her and we just have like a good system, but again, she wakes up in my eyes early. So we can actually start and use the day in a way that's productive East coast time wise, if that makes any sense. But yeah. Russell, it's funny too. I feel like we've never even talked about it. Like we just like when we started working together, it's just like it's another just weird synergy moment where we're just like we didn't even we haven't even talked about okay how are we gonna schedule this with like time zones how 
Are we going to like, you know, break up tasks? Like we've just have like, it just like naturally just fell into place. I feel like, um, but as far as just like starting, you know, doing the podcast remote, like by coastal and, you know, all of that, um, I really think just like the pandemic, honestly, and COVID like helped do that. I think when, if before, before that, there's no way you would think about starting a podcast, A, with a stranger and B, with somebody who doesn't live in the same city as you, mm-hmm. even let alone on opposite coasts. But just because of the nature of the way the world was at the time when we started this, like there wasn't, even if we did live in the same city, like it would have to be fully remote because we were on lockdown. So um, I think just because of that forced us into like already being in that mindset of like having to figure out how to do all this virtually, it just became like kind of natural to us. And now we've stuck with it and, you know, we've, we did we did do one, like, well, we did the like one terrible um, recording in person, but then the next trip we actually booked a studio and like, that was actually really cool too. So definitely want to do like more of those where we can be in studio together and get, you know, all of that content. But um, yeah, I really think the pandemic just forced us to figure it out all virtually. And I think we really do kind of have it down and it's, um, it's been really good. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that too, because we, not me. I was having a conversation yesterday with someone about communicating via, you know, Zoom, video and whatnot. And I genuinely cannot imagine doing meetings, calls or anything now, not on a Zoom or a Google Hangout or whatever it is. And like mm-hmm. having like constant FaceTime with people that you're working with, meeting, all of that jazz. And prior to doing this, I worked in PR and I literally never had like a client call besides like the last two months of me working there during the pandemic where we were on video and anything like I would have clients where I had mm-hmm. no idea what they look like or what their facial expressions were or anything. And I think by proxy of us having to do things remote and zoom coming, you know, out into the open and being this big thing during the pandemic, like Maddie and I started our meetings by like seeing what the other one was reacting to and why and how. So it made that so much easier too. We weren't just like two random people on a phone call, having no idea what the person's other real yeah. reaction was. If well, that makes any sense. Yeah. And in the pandemic, like we were having all of our relationships and all of our conversations over Zoom or over FaceTime. Like I was seeing, we were doing family Zooms with all of my cousins and my aunts and my uncles. And then like my best friends and I, when we were in lockdown, like we would try and get on Zoom together too and all be in a room together. It's just like crazy how all of the relationships translated onto being online. And so I think again, that just like naturally helped us flow into this like virtual podcasting um, world. Here's a question I like to ask a lot of podcasters. Mm-hmm. If there was no pandemic, do you think this podcast would exist? I honestly don't think it would. Because yeah. Sam Sam would still probably be like trying, you know, doing the events and, um, you know, who knows if she would have like really put in that work and that effort to like grow the digital space to then find me and do all these follows. And then like I saw, you know, and then I wouldn't have reached out and said, Hey, I want to do a podcast with this because I didn't like think about the fact that she couldn't do events anymore. So the thing is, is like, I really did. I have for a while been like, we need like a CNN for young people, or we just like need some type of political resource for young people. And I've, again, like I said, thought about doing it in a podcast. So who knows, like maybe, maybe like this could have happened without it, but I just think the way you know, we connected in the way we kind of went about building this and having it be virtual. Like, I don't think it could have happened the way it did without the pandemic. I agree. And I think too, we both bring very different dynamics 
to mm-hmm. the business and to the podcast itself. So the two of us together are like a force to be reckoned with. And like, not that we can't be individually too, but mm-hmm. that combination is really yeah. what has like projected the whole business and everything so much further along because Maddie brings in, you know, experience on the political side, having worked on campaigns. I've never worked on a campaign. I worked in PR and marketing and I can bring in sort of that end of it. And the things together are really powerful. And I think that really gave us the catalyst to taking to the next level and continuing to do that. But without mm-hmm. the pandemic even connecting us, who even knows? Like Maddie said, yeah. we might have continued doing the event space. She might yeah. have gone back to a campaign. You know, I was going to, things. yeah. The other thing is like after I worked on a presidential campaign in the primary and he ended his campaign like two weeks before um, the lockdowns even happened. And so when we were ending that campaign and wrapping things up, like they were doing a lot of stuff for us to like set us up for our next role and doing all these networking things so that everyone on the campaign kind of had a next step. And so I was really excited about all of that. And I was like ready to like take a little breather because the campaign was a lot. I was working like seven days a week, like nine to nine, but the last month of it, it was crazy. Um, so I was like, I'm going to take two weeks off and then I'm like ready to like find my next political role. And I was super excited to do that. And if, if COVID didn't happen and lockdowns didn't happen and people kept hiring and like, I would have just gone into a next, the next political role. I wouldn't have like had this downtime of like figuring out my next step and ultimately like even considering some type of entrepreneurial or like, you know, endeavor that like, I always knew I wanted to work in politics and like, as somebody who wants to work in politics, you never equate that to like being an entrepreneur. Like there's no way that would ever have crossed my mind. And again, like without the pandemic and people like, you know, the world stopping and like me not being able to get my next role, like I would have, this would have never happened for sure. That's, that's interesting. That is yeah. so interesting to say that. Yeah. Uh, I think about, I tell people when the world stopped, people mm-hmm. started and people were like, oh, wow, you have a yeah. show. Wow. You have a, I want to hear, I want to little like, and I'm sure that same thing with you, like family, friends are like, wow, what are you guys talking about? And mm-hmm. I really believe in your show. And this is one of the reasons why I have you. So I really believe in it because there is something out there for you, you guys. I look at Pod Save America. Okay. Yeah. That, that podcast wouldn't have happened without Donald Trump. Okay. It wouldn't mm-hmm. have happened. That, if you think about it, they had material for four years, straight yeah. material, you know? So, and then that was like their like thing, but. And plus, they had the, the financial backing from the Obama. They had all that stuff too. Yeah. But a lot of young people don't like voting. A lot of young people don't. They think their vote doesn't count. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like it's a waste of my time. I don't want to sit in these lines. I don't want to go. They just don't care about what I care about, and they don't understand that it's not about the big. It's not about the being the presidency. It's more or less local governments that really control yes. your day to day operations. Totally. A lot of people don't realize that. Have you guys educated and were there are a lot of aha moments of listeners saying, I didn't know this. Wow. I didn't realize this. Totally. Like, walk, walk, walk me through that a little bit. The No Picks After Dark podcast is proudly partnered with Maggie's Farm. Located at 4341 Hartford Road, Maggie's Farm offers a unique dining experience with delicious handcrafted cocktails and mouth-watering cuisine from falafels to scallops and everyone's favorites, honey sriracha cauliflower wings. Open for dinner from 4 p.m. until 10 p.m., Tuesday through Saturday, and for brunch, Saturday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and Sunday from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. with delectable chicken and waffles, shrimp and grits, biscuits and gravy, and more. 
Check out Maggie's Farm on Instagram and Facebook for daily and weekly food specials. No Picks After Dark podcast is sponsored by Open Works Baltimore. Enrollment for Maker Camp at Open Works is now open, offering half-day experiences for kids ages 8 to 12 in digital design, drones, and sewing. Maker Camp is a great way for kids to explore their creative side this summer. Sessions run July 11th to August 12th. Scholarships available. Learn more at www.openworksbmore.org backslash youth dash programs backslash. No Picks After Dark is sponsored by Snug Books, an independent bookstore serving Northeast Baltimore and beyond. In addition to featuring new books for all ages, the store also carries cards, stationery, gifts, games, and more. Visit snugbooks.com to shop online, learn more about the store, read our latest newsletter, and find a calendar of events, or come browse the store in person. Snug Books is located at 4717 Harford Road, next to Zeke's Coffee in Hamilton, Laurelville. There is free parking behind the store, and open hours are Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. I mean, constant. And for us, too. Yeah. And I think that's yeah, something I too. definitely want to harp on as well, is through our podcast, we're learning as well. Like we, we do not claim to know anything and everything about politics, government, everything. We are, as much as we're interested in it, we're mm-hmm. also learning. And so we want everyone to be sort of along for the ride and joining in as well. And so if there's a time where something is like an aha, that's that's a good thing. Now yeah. you have power in knowing that new thing. And we definitely feel that way across the board. And I think for me, and I think honestly, Maddie, not to totally steal your thunder on this, because this might be the one you're going to say, is okay. we had this episode about IDs, identification. Yes. And like I think favorite. the entire episode, Maddie and I had our jaws on the floor. On the floor. Because you don't realize how deep the need for identification is in this country, like what it can do for you, whether it's employment, housing, social security, all of these different layers to it. And Vaccines. Crazy. And so it's just crazy what you learn about, A, what you obviously take for granted, but how layered these systems are and some of them being local. You have certain states that allow you to get a local ID, but- like others that don't. And that's stuff that we keep learning through all of our different interviews and whatnot. And yeah, I would say that's a big aha. I'm trying to think what the biggest aha for our listeners has been. Yeah, I think, um, I think like what we really do harp on. And like you said, I think going back to like the like local politics thing is so important. I think that's something that a message that we really like to harp on and I think is an aha moment for so many people. And I think it was an aha moment, especially in 2020 with like the pandemic and not only that, but like the Black Lives Matter movement and how like looking at like police reform and things like that and how like that really comes down to your local politics. And there are so many issues in 2020 that really woke people up to being like, oh shit, like my... Mm -hmm like life and things that affect me day to day are happening at the local level. And that's something that we love to harp on on our show. And especially, you know, when it's an election season or there's a special election happening, like paying attention because those are the really, really important ones that not only like really do rule your day to day life, but they're also, it's also so reachable. Like you can have so much more impact 
um, with local politics because like those people who are on your like city council or your mayor or your county supervisors, like those are your neighbors. And like, those are people that you have access to like way more than like your representative, unfortunately, like your congressional representative. So um, that's something that I think we really hammer home. And I think is like a really big aha moment for a lot of people. Um, But I think across the board, like I think a really good like dynamic and something that like we have on the show is like, like Sam said, like we're not, experts and we don't come into it like being experts it's like sometimes I'm like sometimes I don't even like to know like who I'm fully talking to or have like a full deep dive of like who this guest is because I want to come into it being like I want to ask these questions as if I'm one of the listeners and I don't know anything and like I think that's a dynamic that people really love about the show is that it's so relatable in that way that like oh I I thought this was a stupid thing to not know but like here we are and like these are two girls just like me and like talking about politics and like they, people just like can see themselves in us, I think. And I think that's what makes it really work for people. So, okay. I, I was crushing on this because I was loving what you guys are doing. Tell us about the live shows. That's like so dope. Like you guys are like doing live shows. I'm sitting here like, damn, like I'm like out here, like I need to, I need to jump in. I've, I've started doing live shows now, which has been like selling out like crazy. <sighs> I know. I'm sorry. He's so loud. He's an English bulldog and he uh, like, can't fine. breathe. Um, so I might just push him out and put him in the other room. No, you good. You good. You good. But oh, like, how do, the live events, like with COVID, well, I guess we're in an endemic or I don't know what we're in right now, but <laughs> wow, how hard was that? And putting that because you're an organizer already. So that was easy for you guys to do it. But how'd you guys get people to come out? For a great cause like what you guys have been doing like the shows and whatnot yeah well i think part of our original event dynamic and now well we've now integrated the live shows into that is what i'm trying to say and so that original dynamic was based on meeting people meeting young women where they already are so for us that means in especially you know a case like new york a Pilates class, a yoga class, mm-hmm. the latest rooftop art, the place you're going to go anyways, you're going to be like, I want to take a really cool Insta with my friends. I, or now TikTok, whatever you want to do. Right. And then we integrate the politics into it. So we still lead, even with our live shows, with that dynamic first. You're already going to the yoga class. You might as well learn something along the way. And so we really have just started doing the live show add-on and we'll be continuing to do that throughout this year and hopefully for years after that and whatnot. But that's really just been a branch off of something that kind of started the whole whole company in the first place. Yeah. Cause I, 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 cause I had, I don't know who I spoke to either one of you two or maybe Sammy. So you guys have inspired me. So I'm going to tell you that. So, cause I had to kind of ask about, I think Sammy, I was like talking about politics and whatnot. If you ever want to come down to Baltimore, the reason why is now I'm in the matrix of the, what the politics, because it's a big mm. year in Maryland. Nope. As, as, as we tell people, Maryland is purple. That's the color. It's not blue or red. It's purple. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting state. Um, uh, Governor Hogan is Republican, obviously, but most of the senators are, Repo- are Democrats. Um, and it's a Democratic-leaning state, but a lot of moderates. So, And he has a big approval rating. But this year is a gubernatorial year. Are you a political pop? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just dipping my toes. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would love to extend the offer. If once this all the primary ends and finishes, I told these guys I want to run it back again, another live show. If you guys want to come down, hang out, ask some questions, jump on, do a cameo, that'd be yeah. cool. more than welcome to do that. That's something that we're looking forward to in the fall of this year. So that's uh, super cool. 
Yeah, work on it. You guys doing the you guys doing the work. I'm just <laughs> just here. So what it, like you we I think we talked about your favorite episode already, but what was your most popular episode where people just keep on coming back and say, damn, like I need this is what got me hooked. Like this is the mm-hmm. episode that got people hooked. What episode would that be? I actually like don't even know if it's like a specific episode. Like I actually would bring it to TikTok. <laughs> Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. we've had like some episodes and um there's been a few that were like the really timely ones like honestly most recently uh we did two part series on like ukraine and breaking all of that down and what's happening there and i think that one did really well because like okay. people have, were so confused about the topic and wanted kind of a breakdown so that one did really well and i think a lot of those that are kind of like the timely ones and that people can like go to immediately and be like okay now i know like what's going on right now thank god um but really, I think um, I think the overall mission is what like really speaks to people, and that there is so much to learn in politics, and I think people want that learning. But again, it's just been so hard to find. Um, but on TikTok, like we had really like one big like a huge viral moment last year, last March, and the TikTok was just like explaining what we are and how like we're rebranding politics like and the message of it was like politics is intentionally hard to understand like they want you to be ignorant don't let them like come get politically and like informed with us and that's really what like blew us up i think and what like really got people staying with the podcast is that just like once they found us they already like were needing it like you know, so it was something they already wanted, but they didn't know existed. And so once they did, like people really, when they find us, they, they really stay because they, they really want this information. Um, but I think the other thing too, is that like people are, everyone has their kind of priorities politically. So I think it's really like objective too. of like, some people are like reproductive rights and they like, will always tune into those episodes when they see them or like last year in April we did an entire month dedicated to the climate crisis and diving into different like intersections of climate change and like mm-hmm. how, what we can break down there um and you know a lot of people loved those so it really I think the ones that people are drawn to I think is really specific to that person too I think is an, an interesting thing to watch Same totally. yeah no I, I totally agree with that because like Maddie said the timely ones they're going to, they're not guaranteed to do well, obviously, but they very much play to people having a hole in their knowledge set and needing something like immediately, you know, they're like, okay, something's happening in Ukraine. These episodes fill this gap right now. Same thing. We just did an episode on the, you know, Supreme court confirmation hearings. That one did really well because people were like, wait, what's happening with this? Give us some explanation, but our other ones do really well too. And I think really to Maddie's point, I mean, it depends what your voter issues. And that doesn't mean you have to be a one voter or one issue voter, but there are going to be things I can say for myself too, across the spectrum of politics that I just put it a higher priority. And it's not trying to throw something, you know, down or say it's not important. It's just for whatever reason, whether it's personal lived experience or whatnot, that's the thing that I'm really interested in. And that I'm really like, this needs attention now. And Mm -hmm. those are the ones, you know, I get even more amped about, but also know that's reflected in our listenership too. So, mm-hmm. I, which, you know, it depends. Which way? Which way so here's the question. All which right. way, <laughs> which way the podcast lean? You know, I, I, I mean, can a Republican come on your show and say, or can a Democrat, or can a socialist, can a, a Green Party, like which way does, do you guys, are you guys open for business or are you slamming? <laughs> that's the question. 
We're definitely slanted and we own it. Um, We are both very, you know, liberal minded. And I think the one thing we always say when we are asked this, um, which we are honestly asked a lot, which is a totally fair question of like, are you a Democrat or Republican podcast? And I honestly don't even, that's why I don't even say like we're a Democrat podcast either, because that's not really, I think that's where people, you know, get everything mixed up. But I think what we always hold true is that like we have, progressive values and those are really important to us not only like with the podcast or like politically but like as human beings and like personally and so that's really important for us to like stick to those values and I think this is like important political lesson across the board whether you have a podcast or whether you're just a voter like don't pay attention as much to like parties or all that just like stupid shit that politics try and like convolutes this whole thing with parties and all of that it's like in this tribalism it's not that it's like what are your values and you know stay true to those that like as a person because politics really is so personal um and then you know what we say is again we hold those progressive values but we you know hold both sides accountable like always and we you can always find us talking shit about democrats about republicans like we don't give we don't care but like we you know hold our values true to us and i think that's like our biggest priority and that's what's really important totally it's very like central to what we're doing and like like Maddie said, like if you're a Democrat, you do something heinous, we're going to say you did something heinous. Like yeah. a label doesn't protect you from anything or give you some right to be, you know, holier than thou. But I definitely think, you know, it's the progressive values that are, you know, core to our leanings there. I think, you know, would we ever have a Republican on? It would have to be a really good pitch. I mean, pitch us and <laughs> yeah. let you know. <laughs> yeah. I think the other thing too is that because we – there are still like some great Republicans out there maybe who just like aren't, you know, just um, clouded by all of the the BS, but who like, I think if they are willing and able to take like a actual informative approach to something, then like, absolutely. But I think what's so tricky these days is like, there is just like, there's literally opposite facts on each side. And I think our biggest thing is like, we want to be you know, a civic education resource and have people like get the right information. And I'm my concern about like having somebody who's conservative or Republican on um, is that like, you know, they might bring in some information that's not the full picture. And I think, you know, we, I don't think we're also like fully equipped to like have some political argument with like some conservative or Republican power player in the political space. Like we're here to like ask questions and like I think if we were to bring somebody in with like a totally opposite take, it would just get a little messy maybe, especially because like, again, we just are here to like ask questions. Like we're not here to like argue actually. Yeah. Or argue. Exactly. Cause I think that's the whole thing that can be so gross about politics is everything that you tune into is just a fight. And we don't want that because it's just supposed to be supposed to be relatable. It's supposed to be approachable. Mm -hmm. And so the second we just become, or we have someone on that's in that capacity. And then we're just all fighting. It's like, oh, I could just tune into MSNBC for that. Like, yeah, exactly. Then, then we're not feeling a hole in the market. Yeah, it. exactly. So how many episodes do you have right now? What days do you, what days, do you, what days do you drop? And what events do you have coming up? Um, let me check. I think we might, let's see what this week. So we, um, new episode every Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So this week will be our 80th episode, which is crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're coming on a hundred. We're gonna have to think of like what we're going to do for that. 
That's a big one. That's a big one. But yeah, every Wednesday and you know, we've we've really like been kicking since we launched. Like we I think we maybe have only took like two or three like bye weeks. Like we and somebody actually raised this point recently. They were like, "Oh, like um, you have like one just really long season. Like there's, where's the second season? I'm like, oh, like we just, just didn't break stopped. it up. Like we're on, <laughs> we're on episode 80 of season one. And that's, that's what it is. <laughs> I love it. I love that you guys are just grinding. Like, let's just get it done. Like, yeah. Like, and that's a lot of people like don't realize a lot of people started podcast during the pandemic and then they're like, oh, this is a cool thing. And it fizzles. then it fizzles right away. Yeah. You're like, all right, if you're fizzling, I'm not going to really watch it. Yeah. Care. And you're at 80 and like you're 20 episodes away from 100, which is huge. Um, yeah. I started my 100 last year. And what I did is I had all my friends of the podcast do videos. And oh, we played off on Instagram and other, other places. So I was like, yeah. oh, portfolio, you know, I just I'm talking. So it's always a good thing to just reflect on that. So what do you want people to walk away from hearing from you guys, ladies today, about your podcast? Like, what do you want them so when they can come back, I want to check these ladies out? Oh, tough question. Um, I I think there's a lot of takeaways that would be great for people to have. But I think one of them is that it's it's okay not to know the answer to everything, especially in politics. You don't have to have a set in stone opinion on everything. You don't have to have a limit to when and what you learn. And I think that's the beauty of our podcast is you can tune in when you want to tune in. Mm-hmm. Not every issue has to be one that is your number one issue, but start with something, start somewhere. And yeah, I think our podcast gives that platform for you to learn one hour a week, like mm-hmm. one hour of time, going for a walk, mm-hmm. going for a stroll, I love pop it. the pods in whatever headphones you use. I don't care. You have an opportunity to learn. And, you know, I, I think that's the the beauty of our podcast. And I hope people take away that they can do something bit by bit. And our podcast is a great option for doing that. I love that. Totally. I yeah. love, I'm looking at my, uh, how I'll have you guys on rotation. <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah. I would say too, just kind of a similar theme of just like, it's really also just like never too late to start learning about politics and getting civically engaged and voting. Um, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah. Rotation. But, no, so, oh, sorry, sorry, Maddie. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying it's never too late. Like an hour a week, I think is a great place to start. Um, if you haven't done political learning before, you haven't been civically engaged in the past, like it's never too late, but always, so crucial that everyone like is paying attention and you know learning as much as they can and then ultimately like taking action and voting and like another thing to take away like it's an election year it's a huge one it's just as important as 2020 and we need everyone paying attention and voting and all the things so to your part and um you can come hang out with us it's welcoming space and again it's never too late. We'll break everything down for you. So, where can they find you on social media, TikTok, not LinkedIn? I don't know. It's like Twitter. <laughs> so Twitter. Those are honestly our three. Those are our three platforms. <laughs> okay. okay all right, so, all right. Yeah, that's perfect. LinkedIn. I think you can just find us at Girl in the Gov. Um, yeah, we actually have an internship. If anyone 
is in college listening to this and wants an internship for college credit. Um, Also, our website is girlonthegov.com. You can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Instagram is – we have two accounts. We have at girlonthegov and we have at girlonthegov the podcast. And then our TikTok is at girlonthegov. Nice, nice. everything. No, nah, I don't know Facebook. It's just old school, right? You don't do Facebook. We we got rid of the Facebook. Yeah. No, you're not tweeting. To, you're not tweeting. No tweeting. We got rid of Twitter as well. Um, oh, we wow. just like we we tried and we we failed. Basically, is the short answer. Right. <laughs> right. yeah. No, I had a guy. I had a uh, a guy on the show recently. He said Twitter's like you're in New York. He was from New York, and he's like you're yelling out of a window. <laughs> you hope somebody listens to you while you walk. Yeah. That's so accurate. That's so if, good. If it catches, it catches. But if not, you're just out there yelling for just, just hopefully someone. That's so true. So I'll do something really fun. It's called Speed Round. All right, Speed Round. Okay. Uh, um, you know, it's gonna be a fun one. I hope you guys enjoy this. All right, brunch or dinner? Dinner. Dinner. <laughs> I love dinner so much. Okay, no problem. Okay, okay. It's a little day. Okay, okay, okay. Flats or drums for chicken wings? Flats. Huh. Okay, that's kind of hard. Cause it, hard I'm gonna go flats. I'm gonna go flats. All right. Flats, More meat. Blue cheese or ranch? Ranch. Neither. Neither. Okay. <laughs> she doesn't okay. like white sauces. Ah, gotcha. I got you. I got you. Summer or winter? Summer. Summer. All right. So I so this may be a little bit biased because I don't know if you guys do this out in the West Coast. Crabs. I don't know if you had blue crabs before. But lobster, you probably had right. You probably, mm-hmm. so lobster or crab cakes, because I'm a Baltimore guy. So crab cakes oh, are. Oh, I actually haven't had a lobster cake, but I love crab yeah. cakes. So I'm just gonna okay. go with crab cakes. Okay. Same. Same here. All right, and where and Maddie, where are you located right now? San Francisco. So if, if somebody came out there right now, what restaurant would you recommend? Oh, um. Putting you on the spot. Original Joe's in North Beach. Um, elephant sushi in Russian Hill or, um, oh God, there's so many Blackwood in the Marina. I'll just go with those for now. Sam, I, I'm missing so many. Oh, you're good. Sam in New York. If I come to New York, do I, where, do, I, do I get a pie? Do I get some Italian food? Uh, what, what am I getting up there? Oh, you gotta do a little, this, a little of that. I would say <laughs> start off at this place called Moustache. It's in the West village and it's, um, Middle Eastern food and it's, Phenomenal, kind of one of those under the radar spots. And it feels like kind of like a Parisian place in a weird way. Like you really great ambiance in there and the best baklava that I've had in a very long time. So highly recommend. Um, I would also say Anton's for pasta. They got options galore. They at one point had like a 12 cent or no, maybe it was a 25 cent martini and then they got in trouble for it. Oh, like it's wow. up to $3 now or something. I mean, it's a lunchtime <laughs> special, so keep that in mind. But regardless, that one's really good. Um, and then there's this other place called Latau, and it's Portuguese. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You got my stomach grum- grumbling. <laughs> I know. Me too. <laughs> speed round. I'd like to you know, get a little bit know, a little bit about you guys. And a last question. What inspires you both every day? Oh, Lord have mercy. God, <sighs> um, come to eat with y'all. Yeah, you, you I think go. just girl on the gov. <laughs> And the mission of Girl on the Gov inspires me every day. Um, me and Sam, I think, both feel this way. Like, and we say this pretty often. Just like I and 
you know, we both had different jobs and all the things with like waking up, like Mondays aren't scary for me anymore. Like doing this work, like every day I'm like just excited to get after it again. And it's like never this work that like makes me, I I one time was like, I I don't stress anymore. I'm like, I absolutely do get stressed, but it's like, it's not like that anxiety of like doing something that you hate on top of like being stressed or whatever. It's like so fulfilling what we do. And like every morning it's like super exciting to wake up and, and get after it. So I would just say this mission of like getting people informed and yeah, this is the dream. Agreed. And I think to piggyback off of that, it's sometimes just like the little bits of feedback that we get and feedback not like, oh, you're doing a great job. Like not talking about that. I'm talking about like the people that are like, hey, learn how to show, register to vote. And I remember the first event I ever did way back when, or at least it feels like centuries ago, it wasn't that long ago, regardless. (laughs) And I, a bunch of people from that had registered to vote. And I was like, if this goes absolutely nowhere else, what I can walk Mm -hmm. away with knowing is that I was able to get a few people to register to vote and actually participate civically. And I think just knowing that we have that ability and that power through our mission to keep doing that is Mm -hmm. a constant inspiration and motivation to be like, we got to keep going. We, we have so much work to do and so many, you know, uh, amazing avenues that we need to keep exploring to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Well, again, Sammy, Miss Maddie, thank you guys so much for coming on No Picks and Dark Podcast. Where can they find you one more time? Where can they find you on IG? And if they want to slide in the DMs or newsletter, what can they do? Just real quick, wrap up. Yes. Girl on the Gov um, on Instagram. So it's at Girl on the Gov, at Girl on the Gov the podcast. TikTok is at Girl on the Gov. Um, LinkedIn. And then a good place to like, you can always DM us. We always say like sign up with any political questions you have. Um, or, you know, we have info at girlonthegov.com. You can email us there. And then our website is girlonthegov.com. So you can find us all over the place. Episodes every Wednesday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. So, yeah, check us out. Come hang. <laughs> hey, hopefully you can get them down. Hopefully you can get down to Baltimore. Yes. Yes. We can have a crab cake with some crabs and like really. That sounds get, amazing. Get experience and get a. They, we have a thing called snowballs down here. It's like What's a. That? It's like chipped ice, and they put like flavor. It's like a, it's like an icy. It's like the most. I love love that. I love that. And then mm-hmm. we have this. We have a grapefruit. Um, they call them punches or whatever, but it's like this liquor of grapefruit crushed ice. It's like uh, it's like a whole different. It's like a summertime oh. thing. So okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for crab cakes and we grapefruit. We call them crushes. <laughs> so, that sounds amazing. But thank you again. Yeah. You ladies so much thank, thank you, you for having us this was so fun i'm gonna take a couple pictures after we're done but thank you guys so much love peace and happiness out folks yes. baltimore fiscal partners is a boutique cpa firm specializing in accounting and consulting services for nonprofits, small businesses and with experience running nonprofits and small businesses they know that there's not always enough time at the end of the day for you to focus on your finances whether it's monthly bookkeeping or an annual audit, tax preparation, or consulting, nonprofit or small business, Baltimore Fiscal Partners provides full range or tailored solutions that keep your goals and budget in mind. Learn more about Baltimore Fiscal Partners online at baltimorefiscal.com or follow them at Baltimore Fiscal on Facebook and Instagram.